Hello, everybody. I'd like to continue talking a little bit about the multiple assailant things, and today I would like to discuss two-on-one uh, two uh, scenarios. <clears throat> and in reality, <laughs> excuse me here. In reality, uh, I don't look at as any I don't look at any encounter as winning or losing. I mean, if you survive and get out of there relatively unscathed. Um, that's a that's a win <laughs> if you want to look at it that way. It's not about what you do to them; it's about what doesn't happen to you. That's how I try to look at it. There's no uh, you can't paint with a broad brush, but generally speaking, if you can have that burst and attack quickly to again create that opening to escape. There's extenuating circumstances sometimes, like if you have to protect others, but if it's just them against you, you're under no obligation to incapacitate them completely. You're only under an obligation to survive. You didn't pick this fight. Um, you just want to get out of there in one piece. Many people that do just ground fighting are really at a big disadvantage because if you don't have any stand-up skills and you want to take this to the ground you may be in big time trouble. There are times when if you're really skilled and you sense that the opponents are more punkish and not you know you may have a chance to take one down and submit them fast but again your training in ground fighting has to allow you to do that. If your training in ground fighting is all about let me take my time and relax here and wait for an opening, forget about going to the ground in the street fight. Okay, like I mentioned on the snap, no tap, and a lot of bad things can happen to you down there. So you're going to want to try to keep this on the feet. You're going to have to start thinking abstractly. You're going to have to start thinking about if you're carrying something, what do you have in your hands that can be used as a weapon? What do you have in your pockets that can be used as a weapon? You know, in the instance of me right now, if I were to stand up, I have this belt. I would attempt to take this belt off quickly. And it's something that you should practice, how to undo your belt and use that belt as a whip. You got to do something. Use that belt, get it around his neck and choke this man, okay? And perhaps get behind him naturally and use him as a shield. Uh, there's so many different varieties and so many different scenarios of things that you can do, okay? Uh, you have to start thinking outside the box and you have to be creative and it's something you have to practice, okay? Um, in the case of the belt, you can practice this 20, 30, 40 times, you know, boom, boom, boom. Put it on, get it off. Put it on, get it off. Or something else that you may be using as a weapon. Um, steel toe boots, for those of you who are in construction or whatever. Use those. Kick that man in the shins or in other vulnerable areas. Uh, but training one-on-one -on -one or training for sport is truly different, you know. And I do, I guess, have a uh, pet peeve when people like try to say that MMA is, you know, close to a street fight. It's it's close to a one-on-one -on -one encounter. It, it's not necessarily a street fight, okay, at all. When there's weapons and multiple assailants and different landscapes. So what I would suggest you do is analyze. When you're walking down the street or when you're walking to and from your car, 
visualize and think. Look at somebody who's approaching you and think of them as an attacker. Okay? If you see a group of two or three people, or in this case today we're talking about two people, look at them. Look at their body structure. Look at, learn how to analyze and see if, if you see somebody weak, in a, a weakness. If somebody's limping, pick that up right away. If somebody's favoring one of their arms or something, pick that up. Okay? Look for visual clues and do this in your daily life so it becomes second nature to you. And this way, if you're assaulted, you'll already have the ability to analyze quickly. Okay? There are many different things that you can look at for a person. Okay? Where are their hands? Do they, are they keeping their hands in their pocket while they're approaching you? If you sense doom, strike first. If this man's got his hands in his pocket, if there's two of them, but one of them has his hands in his pocket, strike him. Don't wait for them to make the move. Okay? Um, you just have to be prepared. And at times, I used to teach uh, here in Chicago, and I used to tell, teach what I, I used to call what I taught the science of self-offense, not self-defense. Okay? It's not self-defense, it's self-offense. You have to be offensive sometimes. If you wait to be defensive and react, it could be too late. So a good drill for you, and what you should practice is, like I just mentioned, watch people, see how they move, do this every day, um, pick up visual clues, okay? And you'll be surprised how quickly you'll start to see things. To this day, when I see a heavy set person, if I'm sitting down eating at a restaurant and they're wearing shorts, I look at the size of their legs. Are they gigantic tree trunks or are they skinnier legs? Okay. I do this for practice. In case I ever get assaulted, I already know how to see it. If, I, if I'm going to toehold this guy or leg lock this guy, I want to know what I'm going up against. Okay. Sometimes these big feet <laughs> may be hard to grab. So you're going to think, forget the stop or toehold. If I get him down, I'm going to take a heel hook or an Achilles lock. Things like that. Uh, but it's interesting how easy this becomes. So I know some of you single guys out there are probably girl watchers. Well, become a man watcher. Start watching these guys. Look for their, their weaknesses. And you'll be surprised how quickly you adapt to that and pick it up and it sticks up in here. So that's my little tip for today. I'll see you guys next time.